Now, it's obvious who can win a fight between a bee and a giant hornet. It's like a battle between a kitten and a saber-toothed tiger. And an army of bees against an army of hornets is like hundreds of kittens against hundreds of lions. It seems the hornets will win because one hornet can destroy more than 1,000 bees in less than an hour and a half. But if this battle happens in real life, it will be more complicated, dramatic, and unexpected than you can imagine. A group of bees works all day. They pollinate plants and fruits and collect nectar from flowers. They work hard and return home to the hive at the end of the day. They don't notice an imposter flying among them, a giant hornet. It's bigger than one bee, but has the same yellow-black color. No one pays any attention to it. The imposter enters the bee house without an invitation and makes a crackling sound. That's how its jaws snap. Hungry and angry, it begins the feast. In a matter of seconds, the hornet puts the hive into chaos. The hornet has a sting with toxic venom, but it can go without it here. For bees, the monster uses its sharp jaws. The hive citizens attack the enemy, but it doesn't feel a thing. The situation is getting worse because bees can't live after using their sting. They sacrifice their lives to protect their home, to protect the queen. Unfortunately, all their attempts are in vain. After quenching its thirst, the hornet flies away to find new prey. Only one bee manages to survive. It escapes from the hive to warn the others. The bee visits every hive in the valley and reports the powerful enemy. All bees start preparing to attack. They're raising an army. Unfortunately, this is not enough. The giant hornet visits a new hive, but this time, bees are ready. They attack the enemy from all sides. For a moment, it seems bee stings are working. The hornet is weakening, its activity is falling. The hope of victory inspires bees with confidence, but not for long. At this moment, 10 other hornets fly into the hive. The first hornet marked the hive with a unique pheromone before the battle. This smell attracted its friends, and now the bees have no chance. In the wild, hornets leave the trace so others can find the tagged location. In a few minutes, 11 hornets destroy the hive of 25,000 bees. Recently, this sunny land was blooming thanks to bees. Now it has turned into a lifeless valley. Giant hornets don't want to spend time searching for hives, so they divide into groups and fly to different sides of the valley. They mark bee houses with the pheromone and start a large-scale cleanup. Their hunger and thirst for destruction are insatiable. Yeah, bees now know their enemy and notice it as soon as a hornet appears in the air, but it doesn't help. In each battle, they use a lot of strategies to fight it. Once bees tried to attack a hornet hive, but it was a pointless mission. No one pollinates flowers anymore. No one makes honey. Bees live in fear and are afraid to fly out of their hives. In this dark hour, when almost no hopes left, a slight chance of victory appears. A species of Japanese bees learned to defeat the enemy. The news spread all over the hives. The strategy seems to be working. They've managed to fight off several giant hornets. The fear goes away and the bees are ready to fight again. In the real world, these bees learn to fight giant hornets, but other species can't do that. So bees are waiting for the enemy. They all know what to do. Finally, a giant hornet appears. Hundreds of bees attack it and wrap it with their bodies from all sides. They completely cover the hornet and start to tremble. The simultaneous vibration of all the bees heats up the enemy. 
The temperature is getting higher. The hornet can't get out. Bees seem to burn it with the energy of their bodies. A few minutes later, the giant hornet falls. Bees throw it out of the hive. Now they are confident of their victory. Another hornet arrives. Tired bees attack it and start to vibrate again. The next monster is coming, and another one. 10, 20, 100 hornets arrive. Bees don't have so many resources and energy. The chances to win are zero again. To win once and for all, the bees must unite. All the hives, hundreds of millions of bees. A huge, lifeless meadow is the location for the final battle. All the bees of the valley flock here. They are ready for the last fight. Silence ensues. Then, the air begins to vibrate. You can hear the buzzing of hornets from afar. They have increased their population hundreds of times because none of the animals can resist them. The defeat of bees is inevitable, but no one is going to back down. Two swarms collide with each other. This is not a battle. This is destruction. Hundreds of thousands of bees, but zero hornets, fall to the ground in a few minutes. A whole species of insects are disappearing from the planet. But what is it? The field plugs into a strange fog. Bees and hornets don't see each other. Then, through the white veil, they appear. Silhouettes of giant creatures. They come into the middle of the action. Thousands of hornets attack them, but it's all pointless. Bees quickly fall down and lose consciousness. The hornets pass out too. Some are trying to fly away, but the fog doesn't let them. All insects fall asleep. Someone used gas to stop this fight. And this someone is the bee's main ally. A human has come into the game. In thick protective suits, people picked up euthanized hornets from the ground. They put them in one basket and the bees in another. The collection of insects lasts for several hours. Then the bees wake up in their hives unharmed. Hornets wake up in special containers. They're trapped, and now they can't hurt anyone. People are destroying hornets' nests all over the world. They won't allow them to multiply. Bees are responsible for the cycle of life in nature. They help many plants to reproduce, thanks to pollination. Bees serve as berries and fruits we eat. They take care of flowers that cows and other livestock feed on. Thanks to bees, we grow a lot of cotton. If the hornets destroy them, there will be a shortage of clothes made of this material. T-shirts, jeans, jackets, all this will be more expensive and then will disappear from the markets. Many products will lose their rich taste and useful properties. Animals and people won't get enough vitamins. Cows won't produce milk. There will be no cheese, sour cream, butter, and other food. You won't be able to order a juicy burger at the restaurant. Eggplants, hot peppers, kiwi, blueberries, cranberries, and much more will disappear from the counter. Whole species of animals and plants will stop existing. This will lead to other crises, not only in agriculture, but also in the global economy. Meanwhile, the number of hornets will be growing. There are almost no animals in the world to control them. If people don't do anything, everyone will have to wear thick protective suits to walk outside. Hornets will get into houses and cars, attack people and pets. One giant hornet can cause a lot of trouble. Its sting is one of the most dangerous and painful among all other insects. It's like a red-hot needle. When a hornet sticks it into an opponent, it injects the poison into the skin. 
This toxin dilates the walls of blood vessels. The area around the bite turns red. This can last for several hours or even days. The hornet is an aggressive creature. It can sting several times. Imagine what a group of these insects can do. To escape, you need to hide in bushes with dense foliage or jump into the water. After the hornets fly away, urgently contact the hospital. Hornets can make people's lives worse. It's important to fight them. Unfortunately, bees can't do this. They're absolutely defenseless. Humanity is aware of this danger and does everything to control the hornet's population. That's why giant hornets have no chances in this fight. Now, every bee returns to its usual way of life. Pollination, nectar extraction, honey production in hives. The valley is blooming again. Bees can sleep peacefully. People monitor the situation and watch for giant hornets. If one enemy appears, it means there's a nest somewhere. Special services track down the insects and find nests under old trees and in pits. A wildlife administrator at an airport can escort a deer off the airfield. They can keep a family of ducks away from the airport's wet pond. They can even shoo off wayward raccoons hiding in terminal buildings. What they can't do is deal with honeybees. In August 2012, hundreds of thousands of honeybees swarmed the body of a Delta plane heading to New York City. It happened when the crew was preparing to fuel the aircraft and load the luggage. It was time for master beekeeper Stephen Rapaski to come into play. At that time, it was already the fourth swarm the airport had to deal with in the past few months. And when in May 2012, more than 15,000 bees covered a light on taxiway C, it caused a serious flight delay. That's when the airport's wildlife administrator started to Google nearby beekeepers. Luckily, he came across Mr. Rapaski, who was later employed as a contractor. An ostrich babysitter's job is mostly stopping little ostriches from running off or pecking at one another. These specialists spend hours on end sitting and observing their charges. This work is far from simple and relaxing, though. Ostriches are known for being territorial and quick to anger. If they feel threatened, they can even charge at a person. An ostrich babysitter can never leave their guard down. Otherwise, one of the birds they're responsible for will immediately get into trouble. A legal bank robber is also called a penetration tester. These people test if banks have an appropriate level of security. In the past, the profession was rather straightforward. You had to literally break into a bank. These days, fake robbers still exist. But there are also specialists who check computer security and deal with identity theft. They can even impersonate police officers and try to install surveillance cameras in the vaults. A scuba diving pizza delivery person works in an underwater hotel in Florida. This specialist dons their scuba gear and sets off on the mission. They supply hotel guests with freshly baked hot pizza carried through the sea in a watertight container. A pet food tester's job is a combination of a researcher and a tester. It's often someone with a doctoral degree. This specialist doesn't taste pet food, they test it. They mainly analyze the food's nutritional value. They write all kinds of reports and look for ways to improve the already existing foods. Before actually trying the food, a tester smells it. Not every pet owner will want their kitchen to reek of fish. After that, it's time for tasting food. Testers are supposed to evaluate its texture, consistency, and flavor. Once it's done and noted down, they spit out the food. A nail polish namer looks at a newly invented color of nail polish and tries to describe it in a couple of words. They either think of what it looks like or how it makes them feel. 
Not so long ago, NASA and the European Space Agency needed professional sleepers. These organizations were ready to pay each of the 24 volunteers aged between 24 and 55 more than $18,000. These people were supposed to spend 60 days lying in beds. They could read, play games on their phones, watch their favorite series. The only thing they couldn't do was get up. Plus, their beds had to be angled down toward the head end by 6 degrees. This way, scientists wanted to check how artificial gravity would affect the human body. One of the benefits of a golf ball diver's profession is working outdoors at all times. This person is in charge of collecting golf balls from the bottom of ponds on golf courses. It sounds like a simple and exciting job, but most of these ponds aren't taken care of regularly. That's why divers have to search for golf balls in muddy water with loads of algae. Sometimes, they even have to deal with snakes. A coconut safety engineer protects people from getting hit on their heads by falling coconuts. The consequences of such accidents are usually extremely unpleasant. That's why a coconut specialist climbs palm trees, often towering up to 60 feet high, and picks ripened coconuts. This way, they don't fall down on the heads of unsuspecting tourists. A potato chip sorter searches for clumped or overcooked chips when those are moving down the assembly line. Once they see a piece that looks off, they immediately get rid of it. Amsterdam is one of the most bicycle-friendly cities in the world, and it's probably no wonder that hundreds of bicycles end up in the city's countless canals. Bicycle fishers pull more than 14,000 bikes out of the waterways every year. Most of these two-wheelers are old and rusty. A drying paint watcher is usually hired by a company to attentively observe the paint as it dries. They need to pay attention to any changes in the paint's color and texture. A skilled watcher should be able to do it both on the wall and under a microscope. This process helps to figure out how durable the paint is and make sure it won't fall off at the slightest touch. A drying paint watcher may also spend days painting sheets of cardboard. This helps to check new paint mixes, for example, how long it takes them to dry completely. A wrinkle chaser makes sure there are no unwanted wrinkles on shoes when they leave the factory. Their job description includes, for example, ironing wrinkles from shoes and shoe parts. To do that, a wrinkle chaser uses either a heated iron or a hot air blower. Sometimes it can be a special all-shaped device. Paper towels have either a light pleasant aroma or no smell at all. A paper towel sniffer is the very person who makes sure of that. These specialists are hired by manufacturers who want to confirm their production doesn't have an undesirable stench. Unfortunately, it's almost impossible to land this position. It's likely to be the tiniest job niche out there. It's a water slide tester's responsibility to check whether water slides in hotels and water parks are both fun and safe. Let's say you get yourself this job and start working as a water slide tester for a big travel agency or a hotel chain. Then you'll spend most of your time on the move traveling from one water park to another. Once you're there, you change into some swimming outfit and make it to the pool. You're supposed to take tons of trips down the slide. Pay attention to how fast you get down, how much water the slide uses, and how exciting the entire experience is. Sunglasses doctors work at large tropical resorts. Their main tasks are cleaning sunglass lenses, tightening screws, and solving all kinds of eyewear-related crises guests might have. A sunglasses doctor usually patrols the hotel territory in the afternoon, wearing a utility belt with special tools. A furniture tester is a person who tests beds, including pillows and mattresses. Hotels and other companies hire these people to literally sleep at work. Even though it sounds like a dream job, a good bed tester has to know a lot. 
For example, how to check if a mattress has dips by laying on it in a special manner, or how to figure out whether the edges of a bed are sturdy enough to sit on. A chewing gum chewer, also called gumologist, spends their days chewing gum. They test its texture and flavor. They also need to describe how their mouth feels during and after the chewing process. Some days, a gum chewer has to blow lots of bubbles, depending on the stage of the project. But their main responsibility is researching and creating new flavors. If you don't have time to stand in line or you find this process boring and tiring, you can hire a professional line stander. For a fee, they'll replace you when you have a line for hours on end. For example, to get a sample sales item or a newly launched product. People with pretty hands, beautiful fingers, or nice feet can become body part models. Such professionals are often very well paid. They take part in photo shoots that advertise and promote particular products, for example, jewelry, nail polish, or hand cream. Dog surfing coaches are sometimes hired by hotels to teach guest dogs how to surf. It turns out pooches often learn to surf much faster than their humans. Marmite tasters have to taste every batch of the famous food spread made from yeast extract. They check whether the product has the necessary texture and consistency. They also pay attention if its taste is within the range of acceptable Marmite flavors. Inside chimneys, on tree limbs, garages, support beams and attics, you can find their nests everywhere around the house. They're not only going to ruin your picnic and mess with your food, or try to sting you if you make them angry, but they'll look for sheltered areas in your backyard to build a nest, most commonly in the ceiling of the covered outdoor porch. The important thing is to find a place that can support the weight of their home and the entire community. This is what paper wasps like to do, a group among 30,000 different wasp species. You can recognize them by the way they build their nests. The queen wasp starts building the first structure on her own. The males add on to it later. When you see a larger group of wasps flying in a similar direction, follow them. They leave their nest a couple of times a day to gather food, but they always go back to take care of their young and their queen. Also, they're buzzing pretty loudly while building a nest, so... Oh, there it is! Let's take a closer look at their nest and check what's inside. They're mostly umbrella-shaped, made of grey, papery material. Wasps build it out of pulp or saliva. Their nests can get pretty big. The biggest wasp nest found was 18 feet across and 12 feet long. Paper wasps build smaller nests, while hornets, another wasp species, create bigger ones shaped like a football. The outer part is the hardest. Cells there are wider and denser. The root is the foundation the whole nest is built off of. Inside, you can see cells. It's where the larvae are. Wasps are similar to butterflies. They're part of a special group of insects that go through a metamorphosis, a process where an animal's body changes when becoming an adult. These cells are actually cribs for younger wasps that are about to grow up. As wasps build nests, they leave these cells open. The queens are in charge. They lay the eggs in these cells and seal them off. Cells look like hollow cylinders. They form some sort of hexagon, which holds the other cells. Inside the nest, everything's compact so that many of these cells can fit in a very tight space and still have an incredibly strong structure. Cells are the crib and the cocoon at the same time. Their size is big enough to fit the larvae together with its roommates. Grown-up wasps often leave some food with the egg, so the young, after it hatches, has the meal served. You can see the drones, which are male wasps, circle around from cell to cell. They want to make sure everything's okay and each larva has enough food. 
Nests need to be at a stable temperature with high humidity because of larvae. That's why wasps are working hard to insulate the nest. Such nests mostly have domes built of plant material, saliva, or paper. A wasp is roaming around, looking for the proper material. When it finds wood, it chews it up, mixing it with saliva. This way, the wasp makes the strong glue and lays it in thin layers. But layers need to be dense to make the entire nest stronger and sturdier. Ta-da! The core is done! The queen then wraps the nest in some sort of an envelope. Light, thin sheets made of macerated pulp. It protects the cells inside and limits the entrance, so you can only go inside through one tiny hole. This way, they can easily maintain the internal humidity and temperature. If you're looking for honey, the wrong hive. Bees have it, not wasps. They mostly have black and yellow bodies, although wasps come in many different colors like blue, orange, green, red. Wasps and bees are almost the same size. Bees are chunkier and have more hair. Wasps are thinner and smoother. They have a waist and a narrow petiole. They both pollinate flowers, even though wasps do it a little bit less than bees because they don't have so much fine hair on their bodies, so the pollen can't stick to it. Bees farm nectar to produce honey, which is the food of their larvae. Wasps are way more aggressive. They eat meat, which means they bring other insects and bugs for their young, or their remains. Wasps identify each other by scent, but also, just like we do, by unique facial patterns. They are the first case where scientists discovered animals identifying faces the way humans do. Queens recognize other queens, and they're constantly battling to set up a hierarchy in the colony. That means each wasp knows who's in charge of work or food distribution, and who's there to bring the new larvae into this world. Wasps have a rich social life, so they need to memorize lots of faces and also distinguish wasps that live in their nest from those that don't. Wasps are useful for humans because they eat insects, and by that, control the population of bugs that destroy crops. Wasps put so much effort to build their nests, and still, they only last when it's warm outside. They start building it from spring and live there until fall. The worker wasps don't survive cold winters. Only some queens do because they have something similar to antifreeze in their blood. They're in charge of creating a new life for the new nest the next year. When a wasp colony is gone, some other species use their nests, like hoverflies. They look similar to wasps, but they survive winter. Just like wasp queens, hoverflies hibernate in sheltered places with a nice temperature. So abandoned wasp nests seem perfect. Hornets even come to active nests when wasps are still there and feed on debris. They don't even get stung. Only female wasps can sting, and they do it when defending themselves. A wasp queen can live up to a year, and worker wasps up to 22 days. Paper wasp colonies are mostly small. They have 100 to 200 cells and up to 100 adults. Some bigger nests will have 400 cells, but yellow jackets build super nests you really want to stay away from. They have up to 15,000 worker wasps. Don't look up in tree canopies or outside of the house to find their nests. Instead, look within your walls or down so you don't stomp on them because they build underground nests. Even though they're smaller than other wasp species, they're way more aggressive. Yellow jackets have strong instincts when it comes to protecting the nest, so they'll get mad if you violate their peace and try to sting you multiple times. They can do it, unlike bees that can only sting once. Bees will jab their barbed stingers into your skin, and that's also a part that holds their nerves, muscles, and digestive tract. That's why a bee can't survive losing a barbed stinger. Yellow jackets don't lose anything. 
Running away won't help. They'll follow you for several hundred feet if necessary. If you're near the water, don't dive in because they'll patiently wait for you to run out of breath and go back to the surface. Let's walk into their nest. It's probably a hole in the ground because they mostly find some abandoned burrows. They use clay or mud to give it a firmer structure. One opening will take you beneath the surface into their fascinating underground city with thousands of others ready to defend their home and aggressively drive intruders away. These super nests can develop when winters are mild and there's a lot of food. For example, your pet's food or garbage. This way, more insects will survive the cold winter months. Then, some workers survive and continue with all operations in the nest, which only gets bigger and bigger. Such huge nests often have multiple queens. The bigger the nest is, the busier they are, so they're more likely to leave you alone even if you're somewhere around. Oh look, it's raining! They don't mind that much. During the hot summer days, they need water to hydrate anyway. If the rain gets too excessive though, it will drive them outside. Many wasp species are social, but there are solitary wasps too. They don't have a social organization. Each female builds its own nest and takes care of it. They mostly nest in the ground, but you can find them in rotten wood or hollow plant stems. A queen wasp can even find beetle tunnels in dead wood and make them her home. They feed on nectar, and you can often see them around flowers, preying on spiders or insects to feed their young. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.